Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who and I have been working with these children for over 30 years, and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts, and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. Jack's mom was ready to pull her hair out. It was the fourth day in a row that Jack refused to go to school. He begged her to let him stay home. He claimed he didn't feel well. He even asked if she could homeschool him. After all, she could do it during the shutdown due to COVID. Or he could go virtually to school like they did last fall. Jack's mother called the school to let them know he refused to go again. She asked if the school counselor could come over and convince him to go to school. He agreed, but told her that she shouldn't give in to Jack so easily. He accused her of enabling and spoiling Jack. Mom felt embarrassed and belittled. She didn't know what else to do. This situation and Jack's mother's response from the school are not uncommon. I dealt with at least a dozen students in my career with school refusal of all ages and grades and from different schools and districts. These schools' general belief was that students were being truant. They were inclined to play hardball, threatening the student and parents with legal action if they didn't get their student back to school. They didn't understand that this school refusal was a behavior related to anxiety. It required a team approach with home, school, and the mental health community to help Jack feel less anxious about attending school. So I know a lot of people ask, well, how common is school refusal? According to YaleMedicine.org, 10 to 15% of students are estimated to miss 10% or more school days each year, making them chronically absent. Some of these may be students with chronic health problems such as asthma. Others are truant. But 2 to 5% of all school children are experiencing anxiety-related school refusal. It is seen more often after breaks from school, such as in the summer, school year vacations, or after an illness. School refusal can be triggered by a stressful event, like a pet's death or a parent's illness. One of the biggest questions that teachers and parents ask is what are the behaviors that are more specific to school refusal rather than truancy. With truancy, the student doesn't really care. He doesn't complain of being sick. He just doesn't want to go to school. He wants to go do other things. But school refusal symptoms include fearfulness, panic symptoms, crying episodes, temper tantrums, threats of self-harm, and somatic or physical symptoms that present in the morning and improve when the child stays home. The physical or somatic symptoms are the most concerning to the parents. These include autonomic symptoms such as muscle pain, 
dizziness, abdominal pain, back pain, diaphoresis, which is excessive sweating, joint pain, headaches, shakiness or trembling, palpitations, which is feeling your heart beat fast, or chest pains. They may also experience GI symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. So what causes school refusal? As I mentioned, school refusal has its foundation in anxiety. This anxiety can be related to the student knowing or feeling as if he does poorly in one or more of the following areas, academics, sports or other extracurricular activities, and social experiences. This leads to their question of why should I want to go to school if I feel this way? When looking at anxiety as the underlying cause, you must realize it could be one or more of the following disorders. Severe separation anxiety, where they fear something terrible will happen to their parents while they're at school. Social anxiety, phobias, such as illness or germs, obsessive compulsive disorder, and depression. Students with autism have increased risks of experiencing school refusal since they quickly become overwhelmed while struggling with academics, social interactions, and sensory issues. When looking at the recent pandemic with COVID, there has been an increase in the number of children experiencing school avoidance. The child will have the other concerns as noted before, but also have these worries. Worry about contracting the virus, passing it on to loved ones, or even dying. Worry about loss and grief. Health-based concerns regarding reintegrating in society while the virus is still in the news. Concern about changing friendships due to isolation in a new year group. A preference for the slower paced lockdown style. Fear of academic abilities or of being behind peers. Decreased motivation and mood after reduced physical activity. Fear of being away from loved ones during the day and worries and anxiety related to all the above factors. So I guess the next question would be is, how long does school refusal last? And there is no good answer regarding the length of time because it's due to the triggers, the interventions, and any harmful attempts to force the student back too fast. School refusal has been known to go on for a few weeks to over a year depending upon how it's being acted upon. So how do you treat school refusal behavior? It is considered multidimensional and individualized. So you have to look at the causes of the anxiety, which may include family problems, learning disabilities, mental health challenges, or social issues like bullying. A plan of intervention is tailored to the needs of the student. These interventions include return the child to school, ensure the school officials understand the situation, and don't send the child home for the wrong reasons. Think about family counseling if other problems exist. Let the child talk about his or her concerns and fears. 
slowly separate the parent from the child in school, as this can be useful. One approach is to have the parent sit with the child in the classroom at first. Then the parent may attend school but sit in another room. And next, the parent may continue to get farther away. It may be important also to refer the child to a psychologist or psychiatrist if needed. So what can schools do? Schools need to be aware of the difference between truancy and school refusal. They must empathize with the student suffering from anxiety-related school refusal. These are children who don't want to be labeled as bad. They are willing to do their work at home. They don't usually have a history of disruptive behavior or delinquency. The schools need to work closely with parents and mental health professionals who are involved with the child and the family. Putting deadlines on when the student will no longer need accommodations is unreasonable since it only puts more pressure on the child and worsens his anxiety. So are there any legal issues related to school refusal? That's a good question. While schools may voice an understanding that the child is having issues, they may not be aware that there are safeguards under education law. One area would deal with 504 accommodations and the other would relate to special education. If the school does not discuss an evaluation to determine if the child qualifies for either of these interventions, the parents have every right to request such an evaluation. It is not appropriate to first look at the law regarding truancy, since this would be discriminating against the child and parents for a mental health condition. I would like you to find out from your school district if they have a plan in place for school refusal. Likely many don't, or they may be addressing it more like truancy. An excellent example is a school refusal plan from the Britain NHS, which is their national health service and produced by the Coventry and Warwickshire Partnership. It covers the many symptoms and behaviors the child may exhibit. They have articles related to primary school and secondary school students. They provide guidance and strategies for the child, parent, and school to help the child gain control over his anxiety. This plan would be great to share with your school. So just go online and Google Coventry and Warwickshire, W-A-R-W-I-C-K-S-H-I-R-E, partnership, N-H-S. And then when you get there, go to their search bar and put in school refusal. The more we can understand these kids and the more we can help them, the better off they will be.